0: Welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie each and every month. There's a thing. This month is Prom Night. Finally, we reach the Prom Night remake so I can wrap up this fucking turkey of a franchise. Here we have it, the late a remake that was the death knell to many a franchise, including Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th and Halloween. Although that franchise is like a fucking zombie, it will never die. I've only seen this thing once back in 2009 and remember nothing from it. So, is that a good sign? So, for one final time, dust off that tux, dig out that prom dress and... Dive into prom night for one last dance. With its $20 million budget, this thing pulled in $57 million, starring Brittany Snow, Scott Porter, Kevin Luntz, Ming Ne Wen, I, think I put name, and Etrus Elba, directed by Nelson McCormack. The plot It's prom night 2008, a female student is being stalked by a former teacher from her high school which three years earlier killed her entire family to get to her can she survive the night why her how many times do i roll my eyes let us find out here so the movie opens up after a full a minute of studio logos i hated that about early millennium movies the studio logos were gone forever anyway on to shots of the ocean as it zooms onto a car which is Driving across the bridge and inside the car is our um, hero, a donor applauded by Brittany Snow of the Pitch Perfect movies. She goes into her house finding it completely empty so she heads upstairs where she finds the body of her little brother dead. He's about 12 so they killed a kid. Shocking. In another room she hears a man roughing up her mother so she hides under her brother's beds. Watching her mother getting killed right in front of her fucking face in abject horror. By the way, is this home invader deaf? She shouts all throughout the house looking for her dad, who is also dead on the sofa. And shouts at her brother for leaving a basal bat lying in the middle of the floor, but she trips over, no bricks her neck. Yet, this idiot can't hear her. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, sirens fill the air, so he runs for it. She runs out to flag down a cop car, but it just screams past. The killer then comes up behind her and stabs her with a knife. It's a nightmare. She's in therapy. She's telling this to Dr. Crow, played by Ming Ne Wen of Agents of Shoal Fame. She reassures her that was three years earlier. She then adds the killer is in jail serving life sentences, 2,300 miles away. She will be fine. Cut to a hair salon, as she's telling her best friend Lisa, played by Donna Davis, all about her prom dress, because that's how that one works. One second, you're in tears, terrified for your life over a killer, and reliving the worst night of your life. Next second, you're talking about what colour your prom dress is, because that's how that fucking works. Her other friend Claire, played by Jessica Strop, talks about how all she wants to do is get laid that night. Cut to Donna, now home. She's now staying with her aunt and uncle, Karen, played by Jocelyn Grizzly, and a Jack, played by London Ashby. In the same house her parents died in. You would have think they would have moved out of that fucking home, but nope, she's still there. Not is she having fucking nightmares about that night. I mean, upstairs in her bedroom, Donna thinks about taking her anxiety meds, but she doesn't jump scare as her aunt gives her a stall to wear that her mother wore at her prom it's the old bathroom mirror closing trick uh, the first of many 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 jump scares and they're all fucking lame we find out she's been off her meds for weeks as wants to remember absolutely everything not be a zombified haze just a thought here but wouldn't it have been better if she was not the killer and the obsessed teacher was still in jail for killing her entire family but she thinks he's doing it all as she is off her meds, or does that happen? I don't actually fucking remember. I can't get this mixed up with the story to remake, remake a far better bloody well movie. Anyway, the door goes. It's her boyfriend, Bobby, played by Scott uh, Porter, who looks about 10 years older than her, and every inch of it looks about 28, not fucking 16, uh, 18. Q. She's all that shtick as Donna comes down the stairs dressing her prom dress in super slow motion because, of course, it does. And this feels like Dawson's Hill 902-103. Not a fucking slasher flick. In the limo, we meet the boys. Ronnie, played by Collins Penny, and Michael, played by Kelly Blatt. So it's off the prom to prom the go. How the hell do four teenagers afford a huge stretch limo? Who cares? In fact, how do they afford... To this hotel room? Eh. On the way there, Claire brags that the school bitch Chrissy, played by Brianna Davis, went $100,000 over budget for this prom. What the fuck? 100000 for a fucking dance. In my day, it was a school assembly hall with cheap streamers and balloons, with little to no food and or drink. I mean, this was... Oh, dear God. And... God, when they get to the fucking prom, this feels like a bloody bad episode of my super sweet 16th. Can the killings happen already? Also, what's with the stock music? Couldn't they have got Flo Rida, am or Lady Gaga? Finally, after a few minutes of shots of teens entering the bloody proms and getting their photographs taken, the movie cuts to the police station and here we meet Detective Wynn, probably by Idris Elber of the Thor movies. He's handed an all-points bulletin of the killer, Richard Fenton, played by Jonathan Sheck. Uh, he's broke out of prison. He tells his partner, Detective Nash, played by James Ranson, of the Cincinnati movies. And the backstory of Fenton, who was a teacher at Donna's school, who became obsessed with her so much so he was fired. At one night, when Donna was out, he killed her entire family, looking for her. Cue Jonathan Sheck, trying to And failing to be Hannibal Lecter, as he has fucking none of it. Saying that they love each other, she needs him, and her family is gone. He can't wait to touch her, etc, etc. Truly chilling stuff, but this guy has none of it. He is woefully Miss Bloody cast. And we find out old Fenty Boy pulled a billy from Black Christmas Remake, and snuck out of prison via the air ducts he Continues. Uh, When that is. Her aunt and uncle took her in and they stayed in the same house. Wouldn't you get the fuck out of town as far away as you could possibly can and not stay in the goddamn same fucking house? Uh, Back to the prom. Donna and company finally arrive at the hotel where the prom is being held. Fenton is a guest in disguise. All he done was cut his hair and trim back his beard. Plus stick on a beetle cap, but nobody knows who he is. Shh. Uh, The girls have a standoff with Chrissy and her girls, and this goes fucking nowhere. Cue awkward dancing. What no? Prom night, everything's going to be alright. Oh, God, that song. Ronnie leaves to get the hotel room keys, yet he doesn't notice the old sizes are standing right fucking next to him. He returns to hand out the key cards, and here Lisa goes to the room to freshen up. Actually, all the girls do in the lift, the girls are hit on by three drunk, horny old men, who are at least 15 years older. Fucking perverts. Fenton gets off the girls, who don't notice a 30-year-old man following them. Also, Donna's paranoia doesn't kick in. I mean, all throughout this movie, she's been seeing Fenton, but he's doing the whole uh, disappearing vanishing act. Uh, think H2O. They enter their room 312, laughing at the old men. Fenton uh, destroys his keycard, so he kills a maid to steal her skeleton key. Of course, off camera. And no bloody blood. Because God damn you, PG 13. Detective Wynne goes to warn Donald's aunt and uncle. Fenton is out, and he leaves one inept cop to stand a guard. Back to the hotel, awkward slow-mo dancing, as Fenton scopes up the place. Michael and Claire have a fight about her going to college. So she goes upstairs to cool off, and Donna goes on to check her. Cue stalking from Fenton, badly. Naturally, scratch that. He can teleport one minute. He's behind Donna, next he's behind a door to the stairwell, 30 fucking feet away. So here's he fucking Michael bloody Myers then. Now, upstairs, all alone... Donner enters the pitch black hotel room looking for pills to give to Claire and god damn it this is a huge hotel room. How in the fuck did 18 year olds afford to rent this fucking huge bloody hotel room? It has a walk-in closet, about three of them, its own bar, a huge wit room and three king size beds plus a sitting room and god damn it this fucking place is bigger than my bloody flat. Donna thinks she hears someone in the room, so instead of getting the fuck out of there, she checks it out because she's a fucking idiot. She leaves just as Claire comes out of nowhere. Jump scare! What the fuck was she doing, having a fucking shit? Claire pours her out to Donna about Michael, Ah, she's fed up with him being jealous. So it's over once and for all. Donna gives her two of her meds and then leaves her to fix her face, her makeup that is. In the bathroom, Fenton kills Claire off-screen because fuck you PC-13. At the prom, in walks one who calls Nash for an update. He also calls for backup as all the young cops dress as teenagers to mingle in case a Fenton attacks the prom. He then heads to the front desk. To hand over the APB flyers to tell the desk clerk to make copies and hand out to all his staff. Also he asks for a map of the hotel so he knows about all the ways in and out. Back to the prom, it's slow dance time again. I swear to fuck, how many slow dances does this bloody well prom have? However, not Donner. He tells Bobby she's going to college next year, the same one as him, but he tells her not to do this one and go to a different college as this searcher has to get the fuck out of town. Uh, Love, take the hint, he wants to hit it and quit it. Upstairs in a hotel room as Claire's body just lies there, Fenton is deleting photographs on a digital camera. What is he fucking 15? Michael, now drunk, heads up to the hotel room. He's quickly killed by Fenton from inside a closet. How very black Christmas. After he stumbles around apologising to no one, Looking for Claire again. He's killed off-screen because God damn you, bloody PG-13. Yet more dancing. Chrissy is dancing with her boyfriend Rick, played by Kevin Lutz. The two quickly break up after he tells her he can't be arsed with the prom king or queen. Also, she will not win. He leaves with his boys, leaving her to shit-talk him with her girls. At the table, off the dance floor, Donna asks Lisa why she hates Chrissy so much and why she wants to become prom queen so fucking badly. She says it's because she's fed up with Chrissy lording her money over everyone and she can hold us over her head for years and years to come when she becomes prom queen. Detective Nash is up with the backup who seamlessly blend into the background. I swear to God, you have no idea who the fuck the teenagers are and who the cops are because the teenagers look so fucking old. Back to the table, Donna cries, It's all over, this part of our life is a ending. God damn it, who wrote this crap, Kevin? Wilson or fucking Josh Wheaton? This shit is lame. Front desk radios for the maid. Fenton kills hours earlier. Seems a room needs to be turned down. So in the hours since Fenton killed this one fucking maid, no one wanted her. So that's how hotel works apparently. Moving the fuck right on. A busboy is set up to find the maid. He finds her cart in the hallway and then Fenton so he asks if he has seen her Fenton takes the boss boy into his room and he's killed off screen. Back to the prom, Lisa and Ronnie head up to the room to find where Claire and Michael went Fenton bumps into Lisa on the way up to the room she recognizes him but Ronnie just brushes her off. Outside Nash finds an abandoned car with the driver in the trunk dead. The car belongs to the man he killed and stole the ID and credit cards which Fenton used to pay for the room and hotel. Meanwhile, in their hotel room, Ronnie and Lisa get it on. As on a dance floor, with the tip of one watching from the uh, the wings, Donna and Bobby share a slow dance kid kiss. Ugh. Uh, Nash calls one outside to see the car as the DJ announces the prom king and queen. Back to Lisa, as Ronnie was trying to get it on, she throws him off, finally realising it's Fenton. Too bad, due to her cheap shoes, she falls down a flight of stairs, with Fenton closing in on her. She's well and truly fucked. He stalks her on a floor under construction, because every five-star hotel has a fucking constro- a floor under construction. She falls time and time again, then jumpscare 500, as pigeons fly out of fucking nowhere. Fenton finds her and then slits her throat off fucking camera. Ronnie returns to the prom, so Donna goes upstairs to find her all alone. Meanwhile, Wynn finds out from the front desk clerk. Fenton has a room in a hotel. It's up he goes to check it out, he finds the maid dead in the tub, so pulls the fire alarm. This causes mild annoyance with the prom as the teens slowly exit. Chrissy is pissed when she finds out she is not the prom queen. It is indeed Lisa and Ronnie who are prom prom king and queen. Who cares, love? Everyone leaves except Donner because she's a fucking idiot. And she's upstairs to get a stupid stall or shaw. Back upstairs, too late. Donner, she's upstairs all alone with Fenton who locks the door behind her. And she's now well and truly fucked. She runs inside the side of a bathroom, but old Fenton shining his way in. Next like second, she's under a bed. Who the fuck wrote this trash? And how the fuck does she teleport from the toilet to the fucking under a bed? Uh. Under the bed, she finds the dead body of Claire. So screams, Fenton hears her, but does nothing. As outside, one can't find Donor until Rick tells him she's upstairs. So off he goes to rescue her. Fenton plays a cat-and-mouse game with the near-useless Donna, So she runs out of the room straight into the waiting arms of one. He hands her off to Nash to get her out. Meanwhile, he enters the room. He finds it empty and jumpscare 1,000. Michael's body then falls out of a closet. Finally, outside, Donna and Bobby head back home. Swat show up, so Donna... So Donna... So, one sends Emtoic in every single room in this huge-ass hotel, and they say there's 469 fucking hotel rooms. Oh my god. Now, home, Donna's aunt and uncle run out to greet her as Nash tells Uncle Fenton is out. Back to the hotel, Swat finds Squat. One finds Lisa's gutted body on the construction floor. By the way, it's an hour later and they've searched from every second room. There's about fucking 400 plus rooms, plus there's all the corridors and all the other rooms in the co- or oh, whatever. Donna's aunt watches the news live on TV of the events of the prom. Meanwhile, in her bedroom, Donna, ever useless, feels sorry for herself as she watches Bobby look for the inept cop outside. Two things here: shouldn't she have, oh, I don't know, a final girl up by now, and two, Bobby isn't armed. No, baseball bat, knife, or even a fucking frying pan. Again, who wrote this fucking shit? Back to the hotel. Ronnie IDs Lisa. One sits in Donna's hotel room feeling deflated. Why, it's a shit song. 15 minutes left. Just kill this bitch already. I mean, I don't get this teacher. He goes bug nuts for an average looking girl at best. He has killed eight people to get to her why he is a good-looking guy who could have any woman he wanted so why pick this dull as water pretty boring average fucking girl moving the fuck right on when sees blood blood dripping from the air vent she checks out finding the body of the bus boy and how the fuck did fenn get this bus boy body up that fucking air vent it's a teeny little air vent but they shoved this fucking fat guy in this air vent Oh God! So he knows Fenton sneaked out wearing his uniform. He speeds off to Donna on radio. He calls, and I should tell him Fenton is out and possibly there. Donna wakes up from out of nowhere to decide to take her meds. Fenton teleports behind her and smashes her head in a mirror. Wait, that's a dream. It's a nightmare. Ah, wind calls a house, but the phone lines have been cut. So Donna wakes up from her nightmare, goes to the bathroom, it's déjà vu! She does exactly the same thing she did to her nightmare. Please have Freddy pop it in the mirror and slash her wrist. Sadly no, oh, there's no Fenton or Freddy. She returns to her bed and Fenton has killed Nash. And the one a fucking idiot cop. Plus a Bobby in the time it took her to take one pill. What the fuck? She finds Bobby's dead body in the bed with his throat slashed. So where does she hide? Why, the closet where Fenton grabs her. Donna's aunt screams this pulls Win away. So Fenton finally has time with this useless bitch Donna. She finally grows a backbone and struggles away. So when fills Fenton with bullets, Donna crawls over the long dead body of Bobby and weeps. One pulls her away for a a hug as credits roll. So that was prom night two thousand and eight. What can I say? This is a pick by numbers boring slasher with no suspense, no scares, or indeed thrills. Donna worked my last nerve. She was more than bloody useless. The killer's motive makes no sense. He killed twelve people to get to this plain Jane of a girl. Why? Stupid lame forgettable and much like this franchise utter trash i'm gonna give this thing a very very rare zero out of ten god this thing is pathetic still come back next month as i look at the teenage between Mut- t- turtles don't forget to like share a comment and subscribe also follow me on twitter at here's a johnny's a pod you can email me maybe suggestions to here's a johnny's reviews at gmail.com check out my other franchise podcasts of house hellraiser underworld and more also my solo podcast of the thing the stuff harley 2018 and many more hey bye and remember i watch these bad movies so you don't have to now off to boogie to the prom night theme